Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. and I'm live. This is kind of an unplanned video. I'm talking about trauma dumping. Do you know what that is? Have you ever done it before? If you have heard what it is, well, if you're wondering, inquiring minds want to know what the heck is trauma dumping? Well, you know, a lot of folks do this online, but I know myself when I was going through my situation with my ex, where sometimes we do these things where we unload um, on somebody that's total or unknown or unsuspecting victim, if you want to call them that, this could be your mom, your dad, your sister, your good friend, coworkers. This, uh, you know, just somebody random. And it's not that you meant to do that, but sometimes you can just start doing this. It's maybe another word for it, or it's partner could be like emotional venting or venting. Sometimes we vent to people and maybe it's a difficult situation. It's stress from the day. It's not necessarily toxic. It could be that you had a bad experience at the local restaurant. It's something that we, many of us do. And I said, I'm guilty myself. So it's not uncommon. It's something that a lot of us do. And, uh, but the thing is a lot of times, and especially if it's a heavy topic, our friends and good family and so on, they're not equipped or ready to handle something like this. They might not know what to do with it. They honestly might not know. They'd be like, whoa, wow. And the responses that you might receive could be very um, negative. They could be that they might just fumble or unsure exactly what to say to you because they're not um, a, a mental health professional. They're not a counselor or therapist. So they're not equipped to deal with such anger or sadness or pain, whatever that looks like for you. So you got to kind of think about that yourself. When you're listening to somebody else unload, um, maybe they've just recently got separated or divorced. How does that make you feel? So I'm not pointing the finger saying you shouldn't do this. It's something that you might totally be unaware that you were doing. Like I said, I'm guilty. I know I've done this. And sometimes I still do this depending on the situation. It's just totally normal. And um, it's just something that I think that's ingrained in a lot of us to do just to do that unloading on somebody. Again, it could be more prevalent on in a group and on the online space as well. It could be something that you see. Uh, maybe there's always somebody at work and you're like, they are total drama mama. Don't or trauma daddy. Don't go by them because there's always some kind of problem. And I'll get into that again another time. But just dumping that emotional load onto somebody. And is it okay? You know, I think that you really need to judge this on a case by case or person by person. Many of us aren't equipped for that. Many of us are going through our own crap. And to receive this just without even any any uh, notification or saying, you know, I need to get in touch with you because of this. You as a person that's listening might not feel safe. 
Okay, this you being the receiver might be in a bad place right now. You could be in a situation where you yourself are experiencing something similar, or perhaps maybe the person that is the giver of this information doesn't realize that you suffered some sort of emotional trauma, something uh, experience that is really really triggering for you. So the best thing to do if you're a giver or receiver basically is to ask consent or give consent. If this person actually ultimately needs to share their experience, it might need to be shared in a healthy group, a healthy space, such as with a professional counselor or therapist, or maybe just even if it's a good friend that has that, if you have a supportive group, especially on the online now space that we have, we can find somebody that is um, has similar issues and we can connect that way. And that's why I love the interweb because we can connect with others that have shared experiences. And so checking in with those groups. But if somebody's starting to do this, what can you do? Again, let them know if it's okay. No, I'm not in a good space right now. How about we talk about this later? Or, you know, don't be afraid to tell the person, the giver, that you're just not ready to handle this. Or I don't know how to handle this. I'm sorry. I love you. I I care about you, but maybe you would feel better checking in with a therapist or counselor Um that you can let them know that there is some triggers that you're being experienced right now. And um, also, you might, as the giver, you might want to say, hey, I'm dealing with this heavy topic. Maybe it's a molestation. Perhaps you were raped or spousal rape. Uh, maybe you were um, had some sort of grief or death in the family and it was a suicide be clear about if you want solutions or if you just want to talk. Be clear if this is somebody that you're talking to that will also hold space for you and listen and understand, okay? Because sometimes we don't always understand the situation. I've had people talk to me, not about this or emotional traumas, and it's like, huh, I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> or I can't right now. And uh, sometimes I need to put do those boundaries and put the brakes on this and just to say, okay, I'm in a good spot right now. I'm in a good space and let's get together for coffee or something like that. But to be aware of my own emotional state as the listener is just very crucial. Okay. So just so you're aware, and you might need to do a little decharging afterwards uh, because this is, could be very stressful. This really could. And it's not that you're a horrible person. If you need to put the brakes on, I'm just reviewing my notes. If you are, are just saying, Whoa, wait a minute. There are times where you might not feel that you want to go to a therapist, or maybe you are with a counselor or somebody, is this person, let's say, um, I prefer you go to a trauma-informed counselor or therapist. That is so much better because they should have that training and so on. But there's also some red flags that you can look for when you're going to a new person or even it's existing one, because that person that you're seeing, this pro professional could be interrupting you. They could be finishing your sentences. They could be doing a great deal of the talking rather than you as the patient or the think they call them patient, um, would be. I, I had this myself. I experienced this myself in this with totally turned me off of going back for further therapy. And I've mentioned it before, and I've been very transparent with me and therapy and, <laughs> and honestly counseling. It just didn't work. So I didn't do it. I had to find my own blaze my own trail and find what works for me. So I'm going to 
suggest you do that. I'm not saying don't go to a therapist or counselor, but these are some red flags to look out for. Is this person trying to put on um, their own, um, pretty much put their life into yours? They understand everything, um, but make sure that they are saying that they, you know what I mean? Like right away off the bat, you start telling them about what's going on in your life and they'll, oh, I understand. I get it. And are they saying things or doing anything that makes you feel uncomfortable? If you notice that something's wrong, recognize this. And this is a red flag for you. You may not want to see this person again. And that's okay. Just remember that you do not have to feel that you have to stay with this person. If it's court appointed, don't be afraid. And I know I had this issue too. Don't be afraid to say, I just don't think this is going to work. See if you can find another counselor or therapist. Many times this is okay. Uh, sometimes you just, if you're in that situation with court and the court appointed, you might just be stuck with that person, which is kind of sad. Um, but if they're talking about themselves all the time, uh, yeah, I know, I know. But you want to be able to feel comfortable with that person that's talking to you. You want to have a person that has the skills to help you, you know, guide you through this, through this tough situation and while you're healing and give you some pointers on how to heal. I would go to counseling and therapy and I would feel worse. I would have anxiety and panic attacks on my way to counseling. And for me, I thought, you know what, this can't can't be right. Now, for some people, they say, well, yeah, part of getting rid of your, your old baggage, you're going to have to feel some nasty stuff. But you know what? I just don't feel that I ever felt healed from my sessions with this person. And I thought at first it was just me. I thought, you know what? This uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe this is just something that, um, that I'm the crazy one. Maybe this person's okay. But it wasn't because I talked with somebody else just in random conversation that I had worked with. And she said, oh, I'm seeing this new counselor and yada, yada, yada. And this person talks more about herself than she does me. She talks about her kids. And I said, who are you seeing? And when she told me, it's like, bingo, same lady I saw, exact same person doing the exact same thing. So find somebody that you resonate with that you can go ahead and share. Now, what else does trauma dumping look like it's feels toxic it can feel overwhelming it can seem like this person that is the giver can just keep going over the same thing over and over again and repeating the same story and even when you interject or might give information or or help or suggestions that person just might talk over you they might blame others rather than taking any responsibility. They're in that victim mode, perhaps. And I don't want to say that as an overcomer, I don't want to say that um, I was responsible for getting hit or for being raped or that any woman or man is ever, you know, I don't want to do the, the shaming. But there are some things that I know that I was responsible for and I could own own that really and truly. I can own that. I'm, I'm good with that. So a person that's safely doing some venting, again, they're going to ask permission. They should not keep repeating the same story. And I've done this myself, you know, go to friend and this person. And I feel like I'm saying the same story to another friend and not also trusting myself too. That was a lot of it. Not trusting my own wisdom, my own inner 
inner uh, intuition about certain things in certain situations too. So I know I had that, um, but there's no blaming. There should be no victim mode as well, but we can get trapped into that a little bit. So I don't want to say that this is all like, mm, shame on you, don't do this. I don't want to do that really. But this person that is the receiver that's doing it in a healthy way, should be open to suggestions, okay, that um, if you're telling them, you know what, you might want to see somebody that is a professional that they're okay with that. You know what, you're right, I probably should. But also to know if a person that you're talking to is not going to disclose it to somebody. So it should be somebody you trust. I know I'm kind of bouncing around here. And also that they are able to handle it. You want a strong person that also somebody you might feel when you are the 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 giver, excuse me, you might actually do a lot of, um, if you were told, like, let's say, well, I'm not very smart. You, or I always seem to attract these losers. You might also keep thinking this and saying this and reinforcing those lies because you're not, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. And sometimes we just don't recognize those red flags. Perhaps you've been in a toxic relationship and you've had a string of them. And it's not because you are this bad person or you deserve it. Or you're not worthy. You are worthy. You are enough. Perhaps you've never grown up in a normal relationship or seen a healthy relationship modeled to you. So this is all you know. So you can't know what you don't know and know what you do know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I hope that makes sense. So don't blame yourself if you don't know what healthy looks like. And that's why we're growing. And that's why we're finding empowerment. And that's my hope for you is to find that hope and empowerment. Don't feel that you need to do this dumping on somebody. Also, just because you need to get ahead of it, you need to get um, on top of things and so on, or you see this as your identity. You are not your, you're not your trauma. You're not, you're not that trauma. And we don't want you to keep reliving this event over and over again. We want to just ditch that. Okay. Um, but we want to seek out those solutions. If you are the person that's giving out and dishing out whatever things going on, we want to be open. So if you're not, please do this. Consider boundaries asking somebody, hey, I really had a tough day, or I just went to court. This is what's going on. And I know I've done this myself when I was going through court, when I was going through situations with my ex, I just threw it all up, vomited, trauma dumping on my social media. And that's what brought me here today. But I had to learn that not everybody is ready to hear that. Not everybody is as far along or along in their healing process. So if they see you or going through some maybe really grisly details, that might be triggering for them. So just try to be mindful of who you're sharing with as well and be open for suggestions or solutions if somebody gives you those. Also, give when someone's holding space for you, it's important that you also give back. You want to be open to feedback. You want to be open to calm exchanges mutual exchanges between another person too, because you're asking them, hey, listen to me. So you want to make sure that you are looking for that as well. Give and take, give and take. And that's what a healthy relationship is. We're going to give and take, not give, 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 or take, take, take. We want to have a healthy exchange of both. Now, this also seems, like I said, emotional dumping looks a lot like this as well. We, this seems to happen all the time. And, and again, I'll do the trauma 
trauma mama, trauma victim, one drama mama. Um, again, I'll hit that again. Um, no pun intended. That was awful. I do want to touch on that and uh, because we can get caught up in those cycles and rather than sh shift away or break off what we had from our past, again, sometimes we don't know what we don't know, um, but learning, healthy learning, healthy boundaries, learning that we can we can take steps in order to start our own healing. Okay. So being aware of your emotional state, being aware of the emotional state of the person that you're unloading to setting boundaries, maybe doing a mental check-in say, okay, maybe the person that is receiving all of this, just do a check-in. Do you need me to call somebody? Do you need me to come over? I might not be able to take or understand everything you've got going on right now. But can we just get together and maybe just sit? Or can I take you out for coffee and we, or can we go to a park or a beach and just walk? That might be a great way for you to hold space for that person. Even if you are being the person that's hearing about it, you might not be ready for that emotional unload. Okay. So just give clarity, be clear about what you want to give and receive. Um, if you're open for solutions, again, I, I would hope you would be. And just if the person that you're unloading on that you're giving, that gives solutions, understand, be a good listener to both of you, be a good receiver, be a good giver, and just be aware, look for those subtle, even the physical signs that, okay, this person's not okay. And they might need to have some professional help if you're just a friend. But I encourage you just to take some consideration, both of you, whoever this is, to make sure you're in a safe place, you're in a safe space. And if you don't feel that way, just to be open enough to share that with the other person. Ooh, that's a lot, right? That's a lot to, to deal with. And uh, it can be overwhelming. But there can be freedom. There can be help. Once you Sometimes once you get over that hump, once you're open, once you start journaling, once you start getting it on paper or talk to a professional that knows how to deal with this, it can really open up a great deal of healing for you. But also sometimes getting that other opinion about your situation, your situation might not be as gr grim or dark as you think it is. And sometimes we can be our own worst enemies by doing our own agendas or not listening to the advice that others give to us and we can make our situations way worse. So this is Melinda. I'm going to sign off right now. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And yeah, I think we'll do something about the drama mama and drama daddy, drama daddy um, soon. Again, impromptu, just coming on because I felt I needed to. The spirit was leading me. I hope you have a great day. Stay safe. Mwah! Thanks for tuning in. Bye.